The Pet Milk Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The first evaporated milk, Pet Milk, presents Fibber McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, Arthur Q. Bryan, Dick LeGrand, Bob Bruce, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The show is written by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie and directed by Max Hutto, with music by the King's Men and Billy Mills Orchestra. Whenever I hear someone say, those two were made for each other, I always think of coffee and pet milk. That's right, coffee and pet milk really are made for each other. Made to blend together perfectly for coffee that's creamy, smooth, mellow, satisfying. Because pet milk is sweet country milk concentrated to double richness by evaporation, it's twice as rich in cream as ordinary milk. Yet, rich as it is, pet milk costs less than half as much as cream. So, you also save money when you use pet milk instead of expensive cream in coffee. Now, if you haven't already joined the millions of coffee lovers who enjoy coffee with pet milk, try it tomorrow. Then you'll know what I mean when I say pet milk and coffee are made for each other. This is the time of year when any man with sporting blood in his veins takes an affectionate look at his golf equipment. And here at 79 Wistful Vista, just coming down from the attic with his bag of golf clubs... We find Mr. McGee of Fibber McGee and Molly. McGee, are you hurt, dearie? Are you all right? Did you break anything? Yeah, I cracked my mashie. Good heavens. Well, don't move an inch till the doctor gets here. Huh? Does it hurt much? I'll say it does. It cost me $4.95. That's pretty painful. What do you mean? Oh, your mashie. One of your golf clubs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Believe me, kiddo, I'm going to miss it. A good mashie can get you out of more trouble than if your brother is the district attorney. (laughs) Well, I wouldn't know about that, sweetheart. To me, a golf course in the spring is just a dumping ground for six months of stored-up male profanity. <laughs> it's more than that, baby. For a cemetery-type fellow that he's not very active most of the time, it's as kind not of... Not cemetery, McGee. Hmm? It's sedentary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sedentary. Meaning a guy that he's setting down most of the time. <laughs> for a guy like that, which I happen to be one of him... Golf is probably the best form of exercise that he can took. I ever tell you about the toll in one I made in Peoria back in 1923? Did you ever tell me? More times than... Okay, I I will. (laughs) Well, sir, there I was. 185 yards to the green, the wind against me, and my caddy had the hiccups. I stepped up to the tee. Look, lover, Hmm? you've told me that story so often I can recite it backwards. Oh, no. You want to hear it backwards? No, I... Hiccups, the had caddy mine... Me wind against the, and green to the yards, 185. <laughs> Up stepped I. Okay, okay. <laughs> Stop if you want to deride. But by George, a hole in one don't happen to everybody. The day I made mine, it was getting so dark, I fell into three sand traps on the way home. Why did you wait till dark to play golf? I had to. It was at the Peoria Country Club, and I wasn't a member. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, you ought to learn golf, kiddo. It's too expensive. Oh, no, no, no. Not necessarily so. Personally, I use second-hand balls, or them that I find. They carry my own bag. I tip no caddies, and all in all, about as cheap a sport as you'd find anywhere. Oh, well, you're just self-conscious, huh? <laughs> well, anyway, it's a great little hunk of recreation. Now you take this number four iron. You better start with number one. I'm not very... Come, come in. in. Oh, Dr. Gamble, come in, doctor. Thank you, my dear, and good morning to you, drizzle mug. <laughs> Hi, melon smuggler. You play golf? Well, there are two schools of thought on that, my boy. I say I do. The pro says I don't. Huh? He says I have a swing like I was carrying Kate Smith's piggyback. <laughs> I'm an old hand at the game, Doc. I made a hole in one once. Yes, you've often told us Back about... in 1923, it was. Oh. Peoria Country Club. Done it against almost impossible conditions. Dark coming on, wind against me. 185 yards. And a caddy with the hiccups. Well, sir, I took my driver. Driver? I didn't even know you had a car in those days. No, no, no. A driver, Molly, is the name of a golf club. Yes. Oh. That's the club with which, theoretically, you get the most distance. Personally, I could send the ball farther by kicking it. That I can believe. I've seen you do it. What? You thought I wasn't looking, but I seen you kick it out of that sand trap last summer, boy. Any other witnesses? Well, no, but I... And pipe down or I'll have you up for slander. Okay. Besides, you shouldn't talk. I heard you ask the caddy once, how do I lie, caddy? And the caddy said with the most brazen effrontery, sir. <laughs> Well, it sounds like a nice, honest game that develops good character, and the player who keeps the score is the most likely to win. <laughs> you said it, sister. When Doc keeps score, you can hold the card up to the light and see where he's erased his own scores. <laughs> oh, look who's talking. Molly, if you intend to learn golf from McGee, let me tell you just what kind of a sportsman he is. What's the difference what kind of a sportsman? I know golf, don't I? I made a hole in one, didn't I? 365 yards against the wind, and a caddy with the heat McGee! Huh? The doctor was talking. That's for sure. <laughs> well, go ahead, Tattletail. <laughs> he accuses me of altering the scorecard. Uh, Ask Mail a trivia about the time we played a threesome and McGee kept score. Oh, well then. He won by 15 strokes and took us for a buck apiece. Oh, I don't see why he had We dragged him back to the clubhouse and forced him to admit he'd made out the complete scorecard before he even left home. <laughs> Heavenly days, how ingenious. I still don't know how you guys ever suspected me. Because our names and the scores were typewritten, you schmo. Talk <laughs> to Molly, he's a phony. Oh, yeah. Billy Mills, the orchestra, and how high the moon.
for your first lesson in the finer rudiments of golf, we'll start right here in the front yard. Good. Well, here we are in the front yard. <laughs> now, I'll drop a ball on the ground here. Yeah, now hand me an iron. Number eight. Hand you what? An iron? Yeah, out of the bag there. Every good golfer carries at least eight irons with him, Molly. Well, then why are his pants always so baggy? Huh? <laughs> Most golfers I've seen look like they haven't seen an iron for months. <laughs> I'm really starting from scratch with you, ain't I, Tootsie? Well, I told you I don't know anything about well, the Well, now, game. look, watch this. You see that dish pan I put over there? My good one. I'm going to knock the ball into that pan. A chip shot. Now, watch. I keep my head down, left arm straight... Short back swing. Heavenly days. That was wonderful, dearie. Right in the dishpan, eh? No, right in the mailbox. <laughs> the mailbox? I must have sliced it. You certainly did, right in two. Here's the other half of it. Oh. Right here. Well, what do you know? I must have... Come Hold it, dearie. Look who's coming. Oh. Hello there, Ollie. Well, hello, missus. Hello, McGee. Oh, hi, Ollie. What you doing, missus? Teaching McGee to play golf? No, he's teaching me, Ollie. Though, personally, I think it's a pretty silly game myself. Where did you learn to play golf, McGee, if yet? <laughs> Who, me? Boy, you're talking to the guy that I made a hole in one in 1923. I remember it like it was yesterday. I stepped up to the tee. Was that in Peoria, McGee? Yes, it was, Ollie. Yep. 285 yards it was. I stepped up to the tee. Did the wind against you? Yep. I stepped up to the tee. And it was almost dark? Yep. I stepped up to the tee. Did he carry with the hiccups, McGee? <laughs> That's just right, Ollie. He stepped up to the tee. Yep. I selected my favorite driver, waved to the caddy to move back. Hey, have you heard this before? McGee, every spring I expect three things. Huh? Crocuses, house cleaning, and McGee's hole-in-one story. <laughs> I was saying to my missus, you yes. Oh, I say, how is your wife, Ollie? Well, I hope. Well, I hope so, too, missus. <laughs> we have a little trouble at our house today, though. Little Sven, my littlest kid, he's in bed. Oh, that's too bad. He come down with something, Ollie? Yeah, he come down from the top shelf of pantry with the cookie yard, McGee. <laughs> When my missus picks up the yard, it gets a busted bottom. Oh. So she picks up Sven and gives him the same. Yeah. <laughs> you ever play golf, Ollie? No, all I know about golf is one day I go out and I watch Merle Trivia play. Oh, him. Good relaxation, Ollie, he says. What's very confusing to me, McGee. Well, there's nothing confusing about it. What did he do? Well, first he put a little ball down. Mm -hmm. Then he took the stick like you got there. He hollers four and he knocks the ball in the woods. Oh, dear. Then we go in the woods, and he took the club, and he shops down enough small firewood to last all winter, only he don't hit the ball. <laughs> well, in the rough, it's always... Then he talks to himself for a little while, and he swings again, and he knocks the ball in the sand pile. Uh -huh. We go to the sand pile, and he knocks it back in the woods. It sounds monotonous. Then we go back in the woods, and he took a big swing with the club, knocks the ball in the lake. Throws his clubs in the lake, throws his hat in the lake, throws his caddy in the lake, screams and he yumps in the lake. <laughs> it took three of us to drag him out and all the way home he keeps moaning, why don't we let him drown himself? <laughs> My gosh. If that's relaxation, McGee, I think I took up steeple yakking. Well, so long. <laughs> McGee, let's just skip the golf lesson. I think it's a silly oh, game. Oh, no, I... baby. You've got to learn. I want you to play golf with me. I'm your husband. 
You're my wife. This is for companionship. We can be golf pals. Why, I can see us now, when we're in the sunset of life, which won't be long. Strolling down the green fairways, hand in hand. Still looking for the ball we'll no doubt lose this afternoon. Well, all right, dearie, let me try it once anyway. Well, that's the spirit. Now, I'll tee up the ball. There. Now, you take the club and swing at it. Easy. Now, keep your head down. Slow backswing. Left arm stiff. Quiet a minute. Quiet and let me concentrate. Okay. Like that, you mean? My gosh, you done it. The very first time. Well, I just watched how you did it. Huh? You aimed at the dishpan and put it in the mailbox. I aimed at the mailbox and put it in the dishpan. <laughs> now I think I understand. You shoot for where you don't want it to go. That's why I think this is such oh, a thing. Oh, Polly, that was a great shot. How long have you been playing golf? About 20 seconds, Mr. Wilcox. Yeah. I'm learning her how to play the rudiments of the game, Junior. Well, she looks like a very apt pupil. Very apt, Mr. Wilcox. Very apt to give it up any minute. <laughs> reason she's catching on so quick, Junior, is on account of because she's being taught by me. Which I'm the guy that he made a hole in one in Peoria in 1923. <laughs> in one. Once. <laughs> hey, uh, Molly, do you know what the greatest hole in one in America is? Yes. In 1923 in Peoria. Oh, no, 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 no. No, not that one, Molly. Look, you take an economical housewife, one who watches the budget. She takes a can of pet milk off the kitchen shelf and makes a hole in one side of it. Oh. Oh. That's cute, Mr. Wilcox. Ah, cute, my cuticle. I don't (laughs) Then, then she makes another hole in the other side of it and presto. Out comes the most economical, money-saving, rich, wholesome milk that money can buy. Pet evaporated milk. What kind of club does she use for that, Junior? A brassy? Because that's the brassiest approach to a commercial that I ever heard. In all <laughs> Look, it's very easy to see what a good food investment pet milk is, pal, because pet, which is just good whole milk. Speaking of whole, Junior, the one I made in one back in Peoria was 185 yards. You mentioned that, Barry. Well, Milky does it, too. He keeps mentioning all Yes, pet milk is good whole milk concentrated to double richness by evaporation. And pet milk costs less generally than any other form of whole milk. Yeah, but what that less than half as much as cream. And that's important, as any housewife knows. Speaking of knows, I aimed mine at the green that day and sighted down it, and that gave me a hook to the right, see? And... Look, McGee, I did it again, right in the dishpan. <laughs> well, naturally. When I teach somebody to play golf, it's only reasonable to... Hey, assume. hey, hey. Look, kids, I'm meeting the mayor out at the municipal golf course at 3 o'clock. Why don't you join us and make it a foursome? Oh, I don't know, Junior. Uh, Molly's just a beginner, and with the rest of us being experienced golfers... Well, that's three times in a row. (laughs) I wouldn't want you guys to accuse me of, you know, bringing my wife and having her holding up the... Or... Or it is. Uh, look, pal... Don't worry about your wife holding up anybody's game. Just bring her along to hold you up. (laughs) You know, you must be good, Mr. Wilcox. You played in the tournament last year, didn't you? Yes, but I didn't do very well, Molly. When the scores were all handed in, I wasn't even close. Tournament player, eh? What was your handicap, Junior? Honesty. (laughs) Bring out there, kids. Three o'clock. Well, now then, 
Christy, let's get on with the lesson. When I made my hole in one back in Peoria. Oh, dear, what's so exciting about making a hole in one? I've just done it four times in a row. Oh, yeah, but, but you're a beginner. You've got beginner's luck. When you've been. Well, hello there, kids. What you doing? Playing croquet? Well, hello, Mr. Old Timer. No, McGee is teaching me golf. It's a grand old game, Old Timer. Ever play it? Well, I never exactly played it, Johnny, but I used to caddy. That's all. I had a rather amusing experience once, which I should like to relate in my humorous fashion. <laughs> Please do. Thank you, I shall. <clears throat> it was just after Papa had to leave Norfolk, Virginia, on account of the Mason Jar episode. What was the Mason Jar episode? It was when Papa was hired to blow up some stumps near the Shriners Hall and use too much dynamite. Yeah? Jarred so many Masons, they run him out of town. <laughs> You were a caddy at that time, were you? Yes, daughter. First time I ever caddied was for a lady friend of mine. And when she said, how was my backswing? I says, frankly, Rosemary, I says, I prefer it to your front swing because when you sit in your front swing, the street light shines on it so bright now, we can't... Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> was that the amusing incident? No. Johnny, that was later. Oh, I see. I was caddying for the local golf champion. Mm -hmm. Well, sir, kids, he wound up and smacked the ball so hard it went clean across the state line into Kentucky. And we got there and see where the ball landed. He was so tickled, he sat right down and wrote me a kind of a request number. <laughs> a request number? A song, you mean? What was the name of it? Caddy me back to old Virginia. <laughs> King's men and Ezekiel saw the wheel. Ezekiel saw the wheel and the wheel and the wheel in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle of the air. Ezekiel saw the wheel way up in the middle of the air. Ezekiel saw the wheel way in the middle of the air. The little wheel run by faith and the big wheel run by the grace of God. There's a wheel and a wheel and a wheel and a wheel way in the middle of the air. Some go to church, gonna sing and shout way in the middle of the air. Before six months, they's all turned out way in the middle of the air. Ezekiel saw the wheel way up in the middle of the air. Oh, Ezekiel saw the wheel way in the middle of the air. The little wheel run by faith and the big wheel run by the grace of God. There's a wheel and a wheel and a wheel and a wheel. Way in the middle of the air. Let me tell you what a hypocrite will do Way in the middle of the air You talk about me and you talk about you Way in the middle of the air Ezekiel saw the wheel Way in the middle of the air Ezekiel saw the wheel Way in the middle of the air The little wheel run by hope And the big wheel run by faith My brothers One of these days About twelve, twelve o'clock Way up in the middle of the air Way 
up in the middle of the air, old Zeke, he saw that wheel, away in the middle of the air, and the little wheel run by faith, and the big wheel run by the grace of God, and the wheel, and the wheel, and the wheel, and the wheel, in the middle of Right into the woods. Uh, yes, yes, that's my neighborhood butcher, Molly. His life is just one bad slice after another. <laughs> and look who's talking. Oh, I wish it was our turn to tee off. I want to get this over with and go home. Go home? Well, that's a happy little attitude to start off with, Molly. Don't you like golf? Well, I don't know whether I will or not, Mr. Wilcox. I'm just so sick of hearing about McGee's hole-in-one back in Peoria. Yes, yes, we know. In 1923, with the wind against him, a caddy with a hiccup. Hey, hey, wait a minute. Here he comes. Who's that he's talking to, Molly? Well, I don't know. That's very interesting, <laughs> sir. Caddy had the hiccups, did he? <laughs> yeah. It was 85 yards to the green, bud. And, and you had the wind against you? Yeah. That's how I made my hole-in-one back in Peoria in 1923. Is there any more advice I can give you, bud? I doubt it. Well, thank you very much. Not at all. <laughs> hey, fellas, we about ready to tee off? Yes, yeah, just about, McGee. Say, dearie, who was the good-looking man you were talking to? Uh, it's a fellow named Sneed. <laughs> Sammy Sneed. <laughs> Plays a little golf. Nice kid. Well, what are we waiting for? I'm ready to start. McGee, don't you know who Sammy Sneed is? Sure, he's the guy I was just talking to. <laughs> nice kid. Why? Never mind. But I'll bet this was a big day for him meeting a golfer like you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anytime I can help a fellow golfer with a few tips on the game. Hey, huh? come on. We're up. Okay. Oh, good. Okay. I'll drive first, fellas, because I want Molly to see how it's done. Because when I made my hole in one... Oh, tee off, Gabby. This is how I done it. Four. Nice bunt, dearie. Run it out. Oh. Run it out. <laughs> That's a practice shot. We call that a mulligan, Molly. I see. Hit it with your spoon and land in the stool. <laughs> hey, come on, pal. Let's get going. Okay, now stand back, everybody. Oops. I topped it. Well, that's the way you want to do it, kiddo. Only I was just showing you what happens when you raise your head. I remember. Yes. Now, let me see. Head down, yep. left arm straight, slow backswing. Wait a minute. What do I aim for? Well, uh, the green is just over the top of that little hill, Molly. Uh, aim for the caddy. He's waving to you. Oh, yeah. No, you don't have to wave back. <laughs> oh, well, it seemed a polite thing to do. Go ahead, kiddo. Go ahead, and good luck. Yeah, just knock it into the cup, Molly, and we'll all go home. All right. <laughs> Sweet Genevieve. <laughs> What a smack. <laughs> Look at it. Clear over the hill. Not bad, kiddo. That's exactly the way I hit the ball when I made my... Hole in one! Yeah, my hole in one. I, uh, what? 
What did he say? It sounded like hole in one. Hole in one? Hole in one. Hole in one. Hole in McGee. I think I might really get interested in golf. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm beginning to find the game a little dull. And you know something? I ain't ever going to mention that hole-in-one of mine again that I made back in Peoria in 1923 with the wind against me and the caddy with the... My gosh, what's a hole-in-one? Well, dearie, now that you've said that, I'm going to tell you something. Hmm? I want to make a confession. Yeah? Yes. I didn't really make a hole in one today. Why, sure you did. I seen it. You walloped that... No, no. Huh? Look, I paid the caddy a dollar to drop the ball in the cup for me. Oh? It was on the other side of that hill, so nobody... What? You paid the caddy a buck to sneak you a hole in one? Yes, I did. Oh. Are you, uh... Are you awfully disappointed in me, lover? Hmm. I'm terribly ashamed. Well, you ought to be, baby. I know, but I... A whole dollar. (laughs) Why, back in Peoria in 19-23, when I made my hole in one, I only bribed the caddy 50 cents. No wonder you're ashamed. You got cheated. That kid's a crook. He ought to be reported to the golf... Bibber and Molly return in a moment. Keeping up with your family's appetites and keeping food costs down are big jobs these days. But when you cook with pet milk, it's easy to fix better, more nourishing meals at lower cost. And here's why. Pet milk is sweet country milk with more than half the water removed. The result is a concentrated milk that's twice as rich as ordinary bottled milk. This double richness adds extra nourishment to favorite family dishes and makes them taste better, too. And pet milk, with its double-rich goodness, costs less generally than any other form of milk, less than half as much as cream. So is it any wonder that pet milk is the first choice of good cooks? If you haven't already discovered how extra good pet milk can make your favorite foods taste, try it tomorrow. Ask your grocer for pet milk, the first evaporated milk. You know, this whole deal, Molly, you know, the way you made that hole in one and all it, that's taught me a very valuable lesson. Well, good. It just proved the truth of an old saying that I never should have forgot. Which old saying is that? Honesty is the best policy? No. A woman's place is in the home. Oh. Don't let me forget that, will you? Good night. Good night, all. First evaporated milk, pet milk, brings you Fibber McGee and Molly each week at this time. Be with us again next Tuesday night, won't you?